hard enough with one when hey everybody um pause for one second listen to this cool intro song how was that that was great Okay, that's for the podcast people. <laughs> so for those of you live, you didn't hear an intro song, but you podcast people just heard an awesome intro song that Jack's going to tell you who, who did that song for us. Well, we, who we borrowed from. Well, the Geek Spot News theme song is by the Turnstiles, a.k.a., which is a very great ska band from uh, the early 2000s uh, that you can find anywhere you stream your music. Again, that's Turnstiles with a Y. AKA. Yeah, they were very, they were nice enough to uh, let us use a snippet of a song uh, for our intro that you just heard. On That's the a song called Just My Luck. I actually really dig it. The whole song's pretty cool. Yeah. Whole album's great. Yeah, no, it was. I, I, you sent that to me um, to, to kind of like get a feel if there was anything I liked, and I, and I did like it. There's, uh, yeah, there's Just My Luck. There's Skankenstein. <gasps> Look, the Twitch is right. Does it say streaming Destiny 2 anymore? Oh, it does. It's it's still last week's episode, but it's right now. Oh, crap. It should... Did hey. I put 90? Dom, how are you? Nice to see you. Hey, Dom. Look at him coming in from his own channel. I love it. <laughs> Look, it's, it's on brand. I'm going to get rid of the Twitch thing soon, and we're going to make that's, everybody go to YouTube. That's probably a good call. Yeah. The only person that goes to Twitch also now goes to YouTube instead, so it's fine. Yeah, let's let's we're gonna dump Twitch next week. Um, so how was uh, how was your week? How was your week? You know, little little uh, Irish festivities, a little St. Patty's Day action. Uh, had a couple gigs last week. It was a long week. It's uh, played on a Wednesday. I don't usually do that, but I was down in uh down in media down in Barnaby's Aspen Aston. Ooh. So that was cool. I uh, had a full set of Motley Crue to close the night. Oh wow! Yeah, somebody said play more Motley Crue. I said uh, challenge accepted. And then did an all uh, Motley Crue and other '80s glam metal third set. Oh, that's amazing! And then, uh, and then Friday I played uh, the the day itself at a Crossroads Tavern out in Perkisie, one of my faves, which was super cool. Ton a ton of Irish music. I think I got like sixty Irish tunes now. Holy crap! Uh, you know that that are great. You do them once a year, and then have to try and remember them all a year ago. Right. It's like Christmas music. Christmas music, I feel, is easier. Christmas music, you get a month of. Right, but it's uh, easier. It's also easier to remember. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's also, uh, you've heard it a lot more because you're inundated with it. There's no Irish station for the month of March, you know, and all of the Irish songs kind of sound the same, but they're all a little bit different. Yeah, I remember back in back in my day of, of cover banding and and doing the Irish circuit of those, you know, those few days yeah. leading up to, and then the big Finnegan's Wake, and oof. Yeah, what I learned uh, Friday that I hadn't realized the last few years is when you do a lot of Irish tunes, those bands all have four lead singers in them. Oh. And when there's one of you, uh, it's a lot harder to do all those songs straight <laughs> through, because uh, they have like they all have like seven to eight verses. Yeah. And choruses, and you don't breathe. It's, it's really joyous and wonderful, and uh, everybody had a great time. Uh, All you, isn't it just easier to just play a bunch of U2? I did plenty of U2. I'm sure I did like five or six U2 songs too. 
they just uh, they just released a, a special on Disney Plus. I'm I'm excited to to sit down and watch they, this week. They, is it on the new album where they're deconstructing all of their music? Yeah, they did a. Uh, <clears throat> it's called Songs for, Songs of Surrender, um, and it's it's Bono and Edge, and they sit down with David Letterman, and they did 40 remastered versions of their of 40 of their songs, and they remastered them, and and basically they broke them down into acoustic versions. Uh, if you'd like to hear the originals, you can go see our friends uh, in mysterious ways. Oh, yes. Uh, go check out their Facebook page and all their, their streaming sites. They'll tell you when the next time they're playing. You can hear all those songs not acoustically broken down. No, no. So that's they're, the way they're, you prefer. They're a really fun, fun show. They're, they got a show coming up soon uh, out in Westchester. I think it's 118. They do. That's why I was reminding yes. people to go check them out. Um, uh, but that was about it for me, and I watched watched a, a new show. Well, not a new show. I guess it's been on for like eight or nine weeks. Uh, Shrinking. Yes. Which I, I have to recommend to anybody that uh, likes to laugh. It is fantastic. The cast is unbelievable. And it's got Ted McGinley. Oh, so that show's over. No, it's great. Oh, Ted McGinley's the show killer. He was on Married with Children for like eight years. I don't think he was on it that long. He, he killed us. Yeah, but Steve was only on The Married with Children for like two years, and then he came in, and he was there for like eight. Um, no, well, he's married to, um, oh, and now I can't remember her name, from the Drew Carey show and Scrubs. She played John McGinley's wife on Scrubs. Um, oh, she, she's had his wife in real life. No, she's the creator of Scrubs' wife in real life. I know she's on it. It's also starring Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford. Um, and Harrison Ford is hilarious. Really? Oh my God. It's great. It's very well written. Um, it's, it's a show you would expect to be the least funny, uh, concept, but they do it so well that it's hilarious to a therapist dealing with his, uh, his wife who has passed away and he's been basically checked out of his life and his daughter's life for the last year. And he finally gets his ish together. And, uh, Harrison Ford is his like mentor and, and coworker. And then there's uh, another uh, person in the therapy office, too, that, that has been, you know, lifelong friends and around. And uh, it's just got a really great cast. Her name okay. is what's All her right. name? Fair uh, enough. Jessica was... Williams. Yes. And uh, Luke Tenney, who, if anybody watched um, Deadly Class, was um, the big quiet guy on Deadly Class, is fantastic on this show, too. So it's actually got a lot of pulls from a lot of different places. Regardless of what you're into, and it's hilarious. So I, shrinking I, on Apple TV. I take back my Ted McGinley statement. He was on Married with Children from 1989 to 1997. He was 167 episodes. I, I take it back. Is that eight years? I feel like that's eight years. Maybe. He was in huh. 61 episodes of Happy Days. So, you know. Yeah. I apologize. My Googling was wrong about him. That's okay. It's okay. Krista Miller is who I was, who that's was, I was right. thinking of. That's right. She had the affair with JD in Scrubs. Yeah. Yes. Um, and how about you, man? What have you been up to? Uh, nothing, actually. Like, Great. really, nothing. Like, I did, I did nothing. Um, I tried to watch The Bad Batch, and the episode that I'm stuck on, I can't get through at the moment. Uh, I'm on a, the episode with the mines. Hmm. Oh, in the mines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the last one before the story starts to really... Go. Right. That's so I'm I'm gonna I have to kind of batten down. Um I am gonna watch that show that you just mentioned. Uh I have it queued up on my Apple TV. Um 
watched obviously Ted Lasso. I did not watch The Flash this week. It seemed like it was just a filler episode, which the whole season feels like. But I'm so upset. And we could talk about it. I don't mind oh. that. Um, I had no new Legos. To, I finished the Mos Eisley Cantina, so I'm out of Lego stuff. Um, what else did I do? I did no Irish, nothing. I did no bars, no 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 green beer, no drinking. Um, my friends are in Clearwater right now where I should be, but I'm not. It um, sounds like a really great week, Frank. Yeah. What else did I not do this weekend? <laughs> I did a whole lot of nothing. I was just kind of like, I just took a break from everything. All right. Um, well, I, sometimes you need that. It's all I, good. I did watch. So I went back. I was looking for stuff to watch. Just kind of like, I don't want to rattle my brain with anything new. Because why would I want to do that when I have a podcast talking about stuff new? Um so I went back and I watched something to, to see where I had left off on an animated series. So that that, oh. that right away makes you a little happier, puts Friday Night Lights further in the background. I'm not ready to start it up yet. But I doubt it was diabolical. It was not diabolical. It was Rebels. Okay. I was kind of curious. I started a rewatch a while ago. I wanted to see where I was. And when I looked at where I was, I was like, it was. I had to take a deep, deep breath because I was at the episode Jedi Knight. And mm. if you've watched Rebels and you were invested in Rebels, that's the episode where Kanan dies. Mm. It still carries a little bit of weight if you're into the show. It's still yep. a heavy, heavy show. It's a great character. It's a great character. It's a great episode. And there's something that happened in that episode that I didn't realize before. Um, at At the end, when he's holding the explosion back... And he turns to look at Hera. The Force gave him his vision back and allowed him to see her one last time before the explosion. And I never noticed that before. I noticed his eyes changed color, but I didn't realize that's what that that was. Mm. So uh, I did play a lot of Destiny this weekend. And um, tied into that Destiny thing is uh, Lance Riddick passed away uh, over the weekend. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it. Uh, yeah, Lance Riddick was uh, sixty years old, and he way passed. way younger than I thought, and oh, uh, and yeah. tragic that he was that young. It it is, and and he was actually the day before he passed away, he was sitting on his couch playing Destiny. He took a little video of himself. He actually played so in the video game Destiny, he voiced one of the major main characters, Commander Zavala, who is the Titan Vanguard leader. In the video game, he actually played a warlock, which is kind of amusing. Um, they did an in-game, the, 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 the people that play the game all gathered to where his character stands in, in the tower. And they all kind of stood there and they like either did the emojis where they were kneeling or like they had this nice little, there's pictures of it online all over the place. They had a nice little moment and characters still are going over there and bowing or, or doing little weird things like that. Um, he he was in so much stuff that I didn't realize. I first found him in The Wire. Yes, and then Fringe. What about you? I first saw him in the John Wick movie. Really? Actually, no. I'm sorry. Lost was the first time I actually ever saw him. He oh, was wow. the airline. Okay. He was the airline representative in Lost that that went to talk to Hurley in the the in the psycho home. And I'm saying. I'm saying this off the top of my head. I'm not even reading that yet. Like, that's just memory. 
Right. Well, you never watched The Wire or I Fringe. No, <laughs> I, I got an episode or two into The Wire, surprisingly. Um, he still has seven things coming out. He was very busy. Yeah, he's he's in White Man Can't Jump coming out. Okay. Uh, something called Shirley. He's Zeus and Percy Jackson in the Olympians. He's only going to be in one episode. I forgot he was in Oz. Yeah, he's in Oz. Um, obviously, the John Wick movies. He's big, real big in uh, voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he had a very, I mean, di- incredibly distinctive voice. Yes. He was Thomas Wayne in Batman Unburied in 2022 oh yeah that was recent yeah uh he played a major character in horizon forbidden west uh playstation 5 game okay um he was in young sheldon which i've never watched and never will watch but but yeah he was in he was in a lot of stuff and it's really really he was in castlevania yeah he was he's he's guested in a lot i mean he was had 105 credits to his name yeah you know, a lot of it was one in, one out of, of uh, multiple shows yeah. here, you know, but but those and couple big that he's... Video game, big video game player and big video uh, big voice actor in video games, too. He's a lot of different video games. Yeah. Um, yeah, horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, now what did he pass, pass from? They said natural causes as far as anybody's aware of. Um, okay. It was just sudden and peaceful from, from uh, what I read his wife had said. Um, cool. Hey Dylan. Hey Charles. Hey Pete. Welcome back in. Just noticing that. Um, so, did you know that Denzel Washington's name isn't Denzel? I think I did, but uh, I didn't. I don't know that I know what his name actually is. Denzel. It's. Pretty- oh, I did know that. He he made a big deal of that a few years ago, like a year or two ago. It's it's like in 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 Dungeons and Dragons the the dark elf Drizzt Duerden is his name is actually Drist. Oh no kidding! Yeah, I never I heard that once, um, and it annoys one or two of my friends when we used to play D anD D. So we would constantly refer to him as Drist. Speaking of that, I don't know if we're getting there at any point, but I feel like that whole movie has been like leaked at this point. And all the full yeah. reviews are online and all sorts. of, And it doesn't come out for another like 10 days. And it's still going to make more money than Shazam, which we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, look, Shazam's done so well. I was so excited to go see the first one in the theater that I even went to a preview showing. And uh, this one I, I, I'd love to go see, but um, I just I don't I don't think I can. Yeah, I have no desire to see it. Because I feel like I saw it all in the preview, and I haven't seen anything that tells me that I did not. Yeah, I it 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 doesn't it does not it's not getting it's not getting good anything. Um, the the reason real fast why I mentioned Denzel, I'm just gonna call him Denzel, is he's gonna uh, be cast in Gladiator Two. I saw that he's getting cast in that. Do we know? I I. I feel like by the time, because isn't um, Uh-oh. isn't it still uh, what's his name that made the first one? Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Isn't he like ninety years old already? He's he's an elderly gentleman. Yeah. So how are we? Uh, how's this? Why is this not already like filmed? What are we? What what are we doing? I, I don't think they've actually finished casting it yet. Yeah, I I I saw that he was going to be cast. Uh, I don't know what he's being cast as. Uh, Ridley Scott was born in 1937. Yeah, so he's old. He's older than my mother. So he's 86. 
He's 86. Yeah, he's about 10 years older than my mom. So he has, uh, yeah. Um, um, they, I, they, they need to get, get his stuff together. Yeah, they should probably start that soon, you think? I believe they should. Yeah. Um, Winnie the Pooh movie, the horror movie, yeah, has dropped to 4% on Rotten Tomatoes and joins the list of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> wow, that's um, that's pretty bad. That's uh, Blood and Honey, right? That's that's Blood and Honey, which I thought was getting great reviews. I'm sure Dylan saw it, and I believe Dylan spoke highly of it. I did. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the Rotten Tomatoes top. I'm only gonna give you the top five because we could spend an hour doing this. These are the five worst movies. I'm gonna start with the worst. Mm. Uh, it's called Ballistic. X versus server. It came out in 20, 2002. It's 0%. Okay. That's impressive. Uh, now, none of these are going to be a move. There's two movies on here you'll recognize. I are think. these critics or audience? Um, This is... Is this an audience score? Let's see. Probably critic. Uh, I have to look at Rotten Tomato scores. Yeah, I think this is a critic one. Uh, number two is called One Missed Call. Came out in 2008. Okay. Uh, number three is a Nicolas Cage movie called Left Behind from 2014. Oh. This is zero percent. A little savage. Yeah. Uh, number four is A Thousand Words. Came out in 2012. Also zero percent. Um, and number five, uh, Gotti, starring John Travolta. Oh yeah, that that deserved it. Yeah. Sorry. So, so Dylan tells us uh, Winnie the Pooh was pretty good for an indie movie. Right, that was, and it was, was really great. Again, it, it 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 wasn't it didn't we talked about it before, it didn't have a lot of money and it wasn't supposed to have a lot of money and it was just a campy horror movie. Um, yeah, because with, it went to public domain. Right. So why not? And there's and, supposedly gonna be more coming from this director um in the vein of of this. I think he's doing a couple more of these uh, Disney type <clears throat> movies as horror movies. Cool, and and uh, we also got got some other news there. Dylan uh, also saw the Shazam. I'm sure with his AMC stockholder benefits that he gets, <laughs> it's uh, it's exactly what he expected. Set up something that may not happen. It's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, um, and then uh, Charles also said Legend of the White Dragons coming out Labor Day weekend. I did just see that announcement. The mean one Grinch movie was worse than that. Um, Ooh, all right. I don't I don't remember that one. No, and I don't I, like. I'm looking at I'm looking at some of these movies, and I I recognize you know Jaws: The Revenge is on there. Like I don't recognize any more of these. Um, is that Jaws four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, what else? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino has finally decided on his tenth and final film. Mm. So to recap, he has directed Reservoir Dogs. Great yeah. movie. Great right? movie. Pulp Fiction, another great movie. Yep. Jackie Brown was good. I enjoyed it. It was long. Kill Bill, good movies. Now, do those count as one or two? This has it as one. It just says Kill Bill. Okay. So, um, Death Proof, I have not seen. Oh, Death Proof counts as one of his? Death, uh, Death Proof was fine. It was it was exactly what it was supposed to be. It was a 60s, you know, shock thriller, horth kind of action drama um, thing. And Inglorious Bastards was phenomenal. I loved it. So that's what six is Inglorious Bastards? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Okay. Django Unchained, I still haven't seen. Yeah. Uh The Hateful Eight. 
Yeah. And the most recent one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've not seen those last three yet. Uh, Hateful Eight was fine. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was really long. Yeah. So his 10th and final film will not be Star Trek, as had previously been reported. It will be a, a movie titled The Movie Critic. Um, he's going to direct it this fall. Sources describe the story as being set in the late 70s Los Angeles with a female lead at its center. A lot of plot points there. I think the tricky thing with Tarantino and what's happened to his movies is as his you know, life has shifted mm-hmm. uh, from being a... Uh, you know, video store clerk that decided to make movies and was just all about all these old unsung movies and things like that. Obviously, his life experience and perspectives has shifted, but he keeps trying to act like he's still that guy. Right. And he's just not. And I wish he would just lean into where he's at now and kind of dig in to that and try and do something outside of that. Let me tell you this story about stuff I don't, I'm not like anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? I got, uh, the last of us should, according to Bella Ramsey, should start shooting by the end of this year and shoot through to the end of 2024. Jesus Christ. The release date for this is going to be early 2025. So you're looking at two years before you're going to get the last of us Two. Uh, I guess that helps her age up a little bit. Well, I mean, she's 19. They just have to not DH her. Right. So they're not recasting. Um, it's too all long. Like it these is. shows, like two years is too long for another season. Because then, like, you know, you're gonna lose it. Well, you lose the continuity. Like, uh, look, it, we got what is it? House of the Dragon is two years in between seasons. You're like, I'm not gonna remember anything that happened in season one. No, and I did read. Actually, I did read something on House of the Dragon where they're not uh, gonna do flashbacks to the younger Allison and um, Rhaenyra's in the second season. Oh, I wouldn't think they would. Well, you never know. But we're I the the problem with, with these shows and their production, like I it's it, it's a lot to rewatch. It's one thing to like rewatch a movie mm-hmm. before the sequel comes out, but it's another thing to say, hey, I need you to go watch nine to ten hours of TV. Right. To prep for the next nine to ten hours of TV that you're gonna watch. Just recap me. I'll be fine with a recap for that. Yeah, May- but even then like ah, just just once a year, like figure it out. Yeah. It's it's rough. I mean yeah, it's. I mean, it's, there's still you know there's still TV shows pumping out 22 episodes a year somehow. Yeah, and there's still some pumping out 13 episodes a year, unfortunately. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Wait, just let me know when I can talk about that. Oh, so bad. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Marvel. Then we can go that. Then we can go and do Mando because Mando is, is a fun one to talk about. Don't forget Ted. We got Ted. Ah, that was next. I got two more. I got so. All t- right. So. What did you think of the, the season premiere of, of Ted Lasso? Now, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, um, spoiler alert. It's and Ted there's Lasso. no real spoilers. No, it's Ted Lasso. Um, which, it, you know, still a fantastic series. I was nervous when it started. I was like, oh, they're not going to still be funny. They're going to take it to a darker spot. I And they have a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting more into that trauma and, and, and pain and how you deal with it. But it still had some great, hilarious sense, the same that it always has. And it's still, you know, I laughed out loud multiple times. I think it's going to be another great season. I was worried at first that they were going to try and change Ted. 
and and they were kind of heading in that direction. They kind of led you to believe that Rebecca was was tr- was going to try and change Ted. And by the end of the episode, she kind of sat back and let him be Ted, and it worked, and it was great. Um, I, I didn't have any problems at all with the episode. I, I, I mean, Nate spitting on the floor is a little weird still, but you know, well, at least it wasn't wasn't at himself. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> so I got I got two questions for you from from just off this first episode. Does Nate get a redemption arc in this show? Yes, hundred percent. They, they filmed this show. They filmed season three as if this was it, but apparently they kind of left a back door so they can kind of continue on. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to get a redemption arc. Okay. Uh, whether whether he goes through with it or not, we'll see. So it'll but be I awesome. Think they, will, they will do all of the things they need to do to set him up to be redeemed. Whether or not they decide for him to go through with it, I don't know. I also still don't get the gray hair. It's weird. It, it, it really progressed over two seasons pretty fast. Yeah, and like doesn't look remotely natural is the problem. Like I lost my hair pretty fast, but it took a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was like what, two seasons of football yeah. for him? Yeah. Yeah. Not even a full yeah, basically. Um will Roy and Keeley stay broken up? I think so because I think that's a more interesting story. Okay. Fair. Fair. And and how how well does the team do? Do they win? Do they not win? Do you, do you give them that Cinderella? Yeah, I, I look, if this show doesn't end up giving them a Cinderella thing and it's supposed to end after three seasons, they did everybody a disservice. Okay, fair enough. I, I feel the same way with, with all that. I, I actually have my hairstyle in honor of Jamie Tart's new haircut right now. I couldn't tell what you were doing with your hair. <laughs> Earlier you had it in straight up. You should have left it that way. I thought about it. <laughs> it doesn't um, work with the mic. Then I just to be like this to get it to go yeah. straight like that the whole time. Um Picard, season three. Ooh, this is all you. This is all me. Um still, it's firing on all cylinders, man. And I mean it's just it's amazing. They finally are bringing they brought in a little bit more of the old cast to the new cast. They had a completely out of the blue surprise guest star. Ensign Ro Laren showed up. Michelle Forbes showed up as Ro Laren. Laren. Ro Laren. And if you haven't seen the episode, I'm spoiling the hell out of it. I'm sorry. I forgot this to warn you. They kill her off. Oh. In a great way. I mean, they've, they break the, they brought the changelings back and the changelings have some kind of new technology that allows them to be undetectable the way they were when they were, you know, back in the dominion war. Um, they pass as full humans now. Then they do their blood screenings. They pass as humans. Um, Jack Crusher was revealed to be Picard's son with Beverly. They had a kid 21 years ago or so, 22 years ago. Um, there's there's this insane tease of a, of a romantic relationship between Picard and Ro Laren. It's They're really setting Picard up as a man who are in the past. He's Got dating it. a lot of women. And I like it. And it works. It all works. Um, the new, the captain of the Titan is a smarmy asshole, and he's awesome in the role. He's just great. Um, let me grab his name while I'm talking about this. i bring that over here so you can hear me. Um, he, it, it, the show is firing on all cylinders. They brought Worf 
and Picard and Riker together uh, via view screen. Um, the next episode should bring Jordy LaForge back in. There's um, they're bringing Brent Spiner's coming back as as Lure, I believe the the evil android. And they brought the holograph, the the guy from the hologram uh, Moriarty, who gained sentience at some point. He's coming back as to be part of to be one of the villains at some point. It's just if you haven't watched any of the three seasons of Picard, skip the first two and just watch. <laughs> I mean, this is the absolute best one. Um, I'm trying to find the name of the captain. Uh, and yesterday, uh, Todd Stashwick. Oh, name. I know Todd Stashwick. Oh, he's so he's, so good in this. He's been in everything. He he's, was Black Mask on Gotham, even. Yes, he's been in so so much stuff, but he's so good. He's in, he's in, great. He actually writes a lot. Todd it. Stashwick does. Yeah, he writes and creates shows. Um, Mark Bernardin, who we're both fans of, is uh, currently writing something with Todd Stashwick. You mean um, writes like the guy from Yellowstone writes? No. <laughs> No, this guy actually writes good stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I'd have to look up, but yeah, he does a ton of writing. Uh, if you don't know who Todd Stashwick is, he's literally been in more than Lance Riddick. Yeah, uh, who had a great run, but Todd Stashwick's been active for a solid thirty. Oh yeah, he's thirty plus years now. Hundred and thirty credits. When it, he's just he's great. He really is. Um, yeah, he was one of the stars of the the Twelve Monkeys remake. Yep, he's uh. Where? Oh, we're gonna get there, Charles. We're gonna. I'm gonna talk all CW stuff yeah. in just a minute. Give uh, he he. Give me a second. Let me go through these two quick Marvel things, and I'm gonna hand this right um, off. I'm all excited about all this stuff. He was on Heroes. Stashwick was. He was. He was. Um, this so I'm just gonna do this one Marvel thing. This Phase Five TV shows get a disappointing release update from Disney Plus. <sighs> they're they're a mess right now. Um, where's the update? Okay, so Loki season two has mm. changed to a coming soon. Oh, state. So that's gonna come up. Okay. Um. All confirmed series that have had previous set release windows have been changed to coming soon on Disney Plus on their website. So that's Agatha, that's uh, Loki, that's um, Secret Wars is still Secret Wars is still out there. It's still not coming soon though. That like has no. a date, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Secret Wars is coming out in twenty thirty seven or something. It's it's so far away. Um. Loki season two definitely and um, Secret Invasion I think are the only two like Secret Invasion that's solid right. solid confirmed for this year. The rest have all been kind of paused, um, and that's a good thing because I think while I like the content, I think them pushing out so much was putting a strain on on their obviously their VFX departments, but also on their storytelling. Well, and in a Surprise news, breaking, breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh, Victoria Alonzo has also yes. exited the company. She has. Who, uh, you know, I wasn't sure who she was either, but she is um, one of the top executives. She is the co-president 
of Marvel Studios right now and in charge of all things visual effects and creative uh, and post-production, physical and visual effects and animation production. Left oh. the company on Friday. Oh. So she probably has a lot to do with where effects spending went and what was pushed from a visual effects standpoint. And uh, right. has probably been thrown under the bus for or the cause for many of the issues that have been being breed, breed, uh, brought up lately. Okay. Um, that's from oh. uh, Ant-Man, you know, telling everybody that all of their money was spent on Black Panther. Right. And all these shows getting pushed because the visual effects aren't ready. She-Hulk getting slammed for the quality of their visual effects. Yep. Um, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see when this stuff starts coming out now, if they're going to get a new head of their VFX department. Yeah. Somebody that, somebody that might, might either find a new company. I don't know why they don't just start their own studio for it instead of having to subcontract everything out. I get that that's a cheaper way because you don't have to pay them as much and let you can let them uh, not pay their employees. I'm, so I'm, I'm looking to see where this and I can't. Find but it's uh, it's super messy uh, doing all that subcontracting out for those things. Yeah, Marvel is in a in a tricky spot right now. I mean, uh, Ant-Man was definitely a, it's not a flop. No, but, no. but it, it is not uh, doing what they needed it to do or expected it to do. But it's also not, as we talked about a few times on here, it's also not a movie in line with the Ant-Man movies. No. Uh, it was such a departure. And like you take Kang and I was listening to something else today and, and made a great point. Like if you continue to have Kang getting beaten every time he appears, he's not going to be a big bad. Because all he's done is lose. Right. And you know, so why would I be like, oh my God, what's Kang going to do to them now? Oh, well, Ant Man already beat him. And Loki's multiversal self already beat him. Right. So, eh, whatever. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, you know, hope- he doesn't seem tough. Like Kang the Conqueror didn't seem like a big deal. And he's supposed to be the scariest of all of the variants. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Amortis is actually a good guy. Who? Amortis. What's that? Uh, it's one of the variants of Kang that was at the end of Ant-Man. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Rama before... Tut, definitely a bad guy. Scarlet Centurion. Well, he'll Technically be... actually Kang's son, so that's a little weird. He'll be Moon Knight too. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to... I have a bunch of DC stuff, but I want you to... to I want you to talk about Flash and Gotham Knights. Oh, and Superman and Lois, they're all back. It's I all, haven't it's, watched it, Lois yet. I, 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 that I have planned on doing because I got a new look at the Lex Luthor and he looked pretty good. Well, he's not in this episode, so. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm gonna, it I'm is, gonna, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna let you take your pick at where you're gonna start this. It's a full fledged Arrowverse back, back on the CW. Um, the writers on the Flash have officially given up. <laughs> um, they said, you know what we need. Uh, we're in our final season. We don't have time to wrap up people's storylines or, or give them meaning. So if you missed our review last week, and if you're not caught up on The Flash, you really, really, it would pay, pay to do it. It's, it's, please. if you want to see how much a show can say, you know what? We can do worse every single week. <laughs> you really got to tune in and really get the full, full bore of it. So this week, um, well, so anyway, so last week we saw, uh, Joe West decided to leave 
um, because we made the show about Cecile as one of the most prominent characters that nobody's cared about on the show ever, but they've decided that she's really important. And they thought that it was a great character moment to tell, uh, have her, uh, her husband who has already had uh, three kids basically move away from the city with his fourth kid and her first cut child uh, that's four years old that she could sometimes see on the weekend if she's not busy fighting crime. And uh, that's great. And she was so happy that she'd only get to see her child on the weekends because uh, they've made her out to be a wonderful mother um, that, you know, wants to have her career and all those things. And when she first started the show, she was supposed to be like an old woman. But now they've changed that um, because every other woman quit the show or has uh, been refrigerated, as you put it in comic book terms. So that was last week. So this week on a show where we have set up the principle for uh, they do little smoke bombs and travel, right? We've seen that? Yep. Yeah. So this whole show um, is based around there's a, a character they killed off uh, five years ago that they decided to bring back. Uh, it's like gamblers, lucky, somebody charmed something. She has good luck. It's her thing. She's got good luck. Uh, they recast her and brought her back and even made a big deal about, oh, because of crisis, hey, I'm fine now. Uh, so she's back, but but something's happened to her, who are, to her luck. It's turning bad. And what do you do? And so Cecile takes on her case, but has to solve it that day because she has to catch a train. I'm going to re repeat this. So we've established that they have little devices that can teleport them anywhere in the world. Yep. Um, but out. she has to catch a train to get to the farm she and Joe bought for her daughter's birthday breakfast the next day. A farm. So if she if, if she she has to solve this case before she she misses the train. And do we get a um, lot of flash in this episode? No, Not he's gone. Not even there. Not even there. He and Iris went on vacation again. Um, yeah, but they had to. They had to fly because she's pregnant, so they can't they can't run fast. They're not gonna zoop, as they say. No more zooping. Um, no more zooping. Oh, so it's it's all about Cecile and Allegra, two people wow. that really nobody cares about. Um, is who this middle of the, the season shows about in their last season when they only have 13 episodes. Um, and it's about Cecile being really upset that she's not with her daughter, who last episode she was so excited to send off to live with her dad outside of this big dangerous city. Um, and how she was going to miss her birthday breakfast because she couldn't get on the train. So anyway, comic book stuff happens. Um, <laughs> she still misses it and is still upset, but you know, calls and says it'll be okay. And then we cut, and we do not cut to her going to breakfast because Joe has left the show, so they can't. Oh. So instead of her having breakfast with her daughter, um, they instead cut to her decorating before Barry and Iris get home for a uh, baby shower. No idea if she made it to breakfast, and, and she was told by Allegra, it's okay to ignore your children and not go see them when they need you because you're a hero, and she knows you love her, and you're really busy. At four years old. Yeah, so this is where the writing of The Flash has gotten to. So I really encourage you, Frank, <laughs> to go back and watch this episode. No, it's not. You really, you really need to. Let me let me ask you a question. So let me see if if <laughs> if I'm getting the way this series this this last season is set up. Yeah, I'm gonna draw a parallel to the cover band world for a second. Ready? <laughs> Ready? I could do this. Yeah. I guarantee you, I'm right on track. Yeah. This is. You're in a set list. The first yeah. couple episodes 
you're building, you're building, you're building. This episode is what we like to call a reset song so that now we can start to build again, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is, 100%. That's exactly what this is, right? Yeah, except for the fact that this is if your reset song was <laughs> God, the B-side to Jesse's Girl. And you said, you know what? We're going to really get them reset and, and fired up to start over again with, with the B-side to Jesse's Girl. Oh, I can't wait for the build-up now. Which is like Veronica's boy. I don't know what it was called, but I'm just saying. Uh, Dom, it really is must-see TV because, again, I expect next week's episode to be even worse. Well, the build-up, now they're building back to they're going to get the Dreamer. Oh, yeah, and next week's another like time travel dream trapped. Uh, Iris, is, Iris is trapped. So next week is eight or seven? Seven. Another damsel in distress okay. with Iris as, as they more, do at least twice a season. Two more episodes till I care a little bit more. Maybe, yeah. I said I care a little bit more. That's only because it's possible. Back. Yeah. Oh, it's it was so bad. So then our uh, then our next our next <laughs> spot that we got to. So then then Superman and Lois are back. Okay. Um, it was Don't fine. It. it was fine. It was okay. Fine. Okay. How's the recast of Jonathan fine. Kent? Uh, didn't even notice. Didn't care. Awesome. awesome. Um, I actually really like that show. Yeah, the, it's it's fine. Um, it's the same as it was. The, the writing is much better. Good. than the yeah. Flash. Um, and, and the effects and they they are still not wasting any sense on on like it's all still all in with full effects. Well, this is it, right? This like is like their- crazy fight scenes. No, I mean like. They still have a huge budget every episode on this show. Right, but I mean, this is their last season, right? They're not going after this. Like, they have already had the run. That has not been announced. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but like, yeah, you get you get some guest guest stars. You get some new stuff. You get you get. This isn't really a spoiler of anything, but you get Onomatopoeia, which is a Kevin Smith character. Kevin Smith, I had that story pulled up that they, they. Um, which is not anything to do with his character, so they just used the name oh, and okay. gave the character. A whole new personnel and everything, like nothing, all powers, nothing's the same. Yeah, like um, a little bit of money, but yeah, no, the show's fine. Um, I, I don't know where they're going. Um, it continues to be weird that they keep pulling non-Superman stuff into this. Maybe they're not in allowed general. To pull Superman stuff in right now. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's a show about Superman, so it's weird they wouldn't be allowed to pull in the Superman villains. Well, um, so you have that, and then then there's Gotham Knights. So yeah. Charles said he watched Gotham Knights. Love to know what you think of the show. So. I feel like the Flash writers had a bet <laughs> with the writers' room for Gotham Knights and said, "You know, we're going to write possibly the worst se- season of television anyone has ever seen." And Gotham Knights said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> and uh, so, so uh, I know you're going to watch this. And, and it's this, it's this really, is- I'm really bad with keeping up with shit as it is. And- so everything in this episode's in the trailer that we all saw six months ago. So there's nothing new and exciting in this trailer. Uh, in this first episode, it's literally every beat from this episode was in the trailer that was released six months ago for this show. Um, so you get uh, Tyler Durden something. I don't even remember his name um, is Bruce Wayne's adopted son who just knows he's Bruce Wayne. Who's also a whiny little rich boy who we get so CW. He even he uh, wins a big fencing tournament and throws a huge party at Wayne Manor. Uh-huh. Um, with all the high school kids all drinking champagne and his caregiver, because Alfred's not around in this show, because right. God forbid. Why? Um so so there's Chrisinda is his his caregiver. Mm. Um is fine with him throwing this party with all of these high school kids 
getting hammered at Wayne Manor. Sure. All good. Everybody loves it. She's thrilled. Sure. Um, it, it's literal. Like she was fine. She was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. She's like an old British one. Um, and then he has his best friend, Stephanie Brown, who is Clue Master, his daughter, or the calculator's daughter in the comics and everywhere else. So we're throwing her in as just the friend from school who also happens to be a computer genius. Sure. sure. High school kid, right? Can break into banks, computer genius. Absolutely. Gotta have it. Um, then we then Batman dies. Again, all of this was in the trailer six months ago. Mm-hmm. So we get he dies because in his office he was just shot and pushed out a window because that's realistic to something that would happen to Batman. Sure. Um, and in and wearing his Batman mask when he gets shot and pushed out the window. But no other Batman paraphernalia. Nope, no, 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 nope. And now everybody knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Oh. And um. So we get that, and then we get a. Uh, uh, after that, let's see what happens. Oh, and then we meet. Oh, and the people that are framed for it is uh, Joker's daughter, mm-hmm. who we meet, who is, uh, you know, born and raised in Arkham Asylum. So she's a little crazy. Of course. And uh, then we get a uh, Harper Rowe and her brother Cullen Rowe, who are both uh, DC characters, not this these characters at all. Okay. Uh, the way they're presented on the show, and Duella Dent is actually like a character who is. Sometimes Joker's daughter, sometimes Riddler's daughter, sometimes random person here from uh, the Teen Titans comic in like the 60s. She was a member of the Teen Titans back in the day. Okay. Um, however, in this show, um, you know, Batman has killed her dad, the Joker, previously before we get to this. Yes. Um, at some random point. Uh, again, in the trailer. Uh, but it's like, okay. And uh, so this is like very far along in Batman's career, it seems like. However, Harvey Dent is still the attorney and has not become Two-Face yet. He's not. Okay. And he's watching out for this little boy who's, you know, a brat in high school, um, who's then framed along with them for the murder and gets in prison and finds out a girl he met at his party that he didn't remember from geometry. Turns out that she's been called Bruce's little Robin. Yes. And has all of his gimmicks and gadgets and stuff like that. So now we're on a mission to try and um, discover who killed Batman and who framed who. And uh, and it's you know definitely going to be the Court of Owls because that's the only uh, bad guys that any of these shows seem to be obsessed with now and want to go with. So uh, now it's just a big Court of Owls caper, and we find that out. And, uh, and here we go from the pilot into what's happening with the Court of Owls, and uh, nobody really cares. I, I, I zoned out five minutes ago. Yeah, it's dude, it's... It's uh, it's awful. It sounds as bad as Shazam. Yeah, it's look, and I loved Gotham. I know. Like, I sang I. the praises of Gotham. Yes. All five seasons. No, it's phenomenal. It was a great show. And I loved I, Batwoman season yeah. two and three. I hate it with Ruby Rose. I was almost out, but um, until she got to the Flash, uh, Javisi Leslie was fantastic as Batwoman. Yes. Um, and uh, Gotham Knights is um is just really really bad. Must uh, watch TV. Charles, like I said, would love to know what you thought. Um, um, maybe it's just me. And, you know, I have expectations for comic book shows and a little bit of Batman burnout like everybody. Uh, but I don't know why they even made this show is what I don't understand. <laughs> I, yeah, I. Uh, oof. So I uh, encourage everybody to watch that to hate watch with me would be great. No, nope, not going to happen. I know. I can tell you I'm definitely not going to watch it. Um. To to blow through a couple of a couple of more of these little DC points here, uh, Shazam Killing opened it. with thirty million dollars. There you go. There's Charles. Charles said it was okay. Gotham was better. 
got values are on the close to the same page. He gave yeah. it an okay. You gave it a ugh. Look, is it is it a debate in my mind? Do I watch the next episode? Because can it be this bad? Because I love being proof that it can be that bad and worse by the flash every week. So it's yeah. you know. Um, Shazam had a thirty million dollar opening and a body double cameo at the end. Oh, good. Uh, Gal Gadot was not actually there. It's great. I love it. Um, but that is her. They did film scenes for her. They used the body double to stand in for lighting and whatnot. Apparently, that's common practice for stuff. That was what they did with with Superman in the first one. Um, only they were told Henry wasn't coming. They didn't. They weren't given a reason. But the body double was supposed to be like a stand in for lighting and stuff. Yeah, so Henry was going to be there, and they were going to pan up. Never happened. Uh, Gal was there, but not in Atlanta filming with them. She did film scenes. Uh, I don't understand how it all works because that's I'll, uh, I'll i'll get there and try and watch it now now that things have slowed down a little bit because we also had my kids uh he was in made all county band so i had oh, that awesome. saturday afternoon too congratulations to him so it was a busy week yeah um there's a review in for the flash movie already oh. Big time hollywood star loved got an early screening of the flash is it ezra miller it is not it's tom mm. cruise got a oh Reading a flash and is raving about it, raving about it. So I don't know. You what gotta that... wonder, right? Why? Why did he get an early screening of the Flash? I probably <laughs> he's not tied to any of those studios in any way, shape, or form. No, 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 not at all. Um. So Ben Affleck, the Batman. Yeah, the best Batman in the last twenty years. Best Batman in the last twenty years, in my opinion, also. Uh, rumors had when James Gunn took over, he was going to be directing some some stuff for him. Yeah. And Ben had an interview with THR, and I'm going to read his direct quote. Okay. I would not direct something for the James Gunn DC. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct the way they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. Reading a little deeper into that, he likes the darker stuff. He likes the Zack Snyder takes on the darker DCU. James Gunn is going to bring a brighter, lighter DCU. Is he? Are we sure about that? Supposedly. This is James Gunn, I, I know everybody thinks that, but I don't know how many people have actually watched James Gunn's movies. Because uh, they are not happy-go-lucky movies, like I none of them. I don't think it's going to be happy-go-lucky, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a brighter universe than 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 what was the DC universe under under Zack Snyder was very dark. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But I'm just saying, like his his history outside of Guardians One. Oh yeah, it's dark. Is not no. Not, right and and happy and go lucky i don't know that they're going to go that route i i think they'll go funnier than Zack snyder um yeah. but like james gunn is not like a a, a sunshine and rainbows and unicorns kind of guy no but i expect there to be a little bit of a brighter universe but i don't think but like even peacemaker like funny like super funny and super well done not like no 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 it was super dark yeah, it's. I mean, the difference in being dark is it's not uh, as Deadpool. It's so dark. It's like yeah. 
uh, because all they use are like blue and gray filters on every single shot, and it's awful and hard to watch. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of Zack Snyder, he's teasing something Dark Side related that's uh, supposed to be coming. Um, for- yeah, but he announced what it was. It's it's the movies. He's re-releasing the movies into the theater. Yeah, right. and IMAX. He's doing like a he's doing some uh, like a showing of them at some <laughs> some festival. Right. Yeah. Eh. It's just good good for him. Um, yeah. I mean, I am excited for so all the theater owners are going to get to see the Flash in a month. Okay. It's going to be at CinemaCon. And uh, anybody that's that's a fan of this kind of stuff probably knows uh, who Kevin Smith is, and that he is now the owner of Smog Castle Cinema. Oh. And. And Upper Highlands in New Jersey. So he yeah. is allowed to go to CinemaCon as a member of the National Association of Theater Owners. I'm curious as to what his review will be and at what point he cries. Uh, well, I'm wondering if, if he's just going to say, if he's going to say anything about it at all. Um, uh, because he, he uh, his Ant-Man review uh, was I, that he fell asleep for most of it. No shit. In the theater. He's like, I, don't, I, I slept for a while. Um, wow. He also fell asleep during Shang Chi, so it's not his first time falling asleep during a Marvel movie. Um, however, he did fall asleep during Ant Man and was like, and th- what he did see, he was like, yeah, yeah, this is a show. Was, uh, they, there's some things they could have been different. He's like, loved Michael Douglas, loved uh, loved Janet Van Dyne, but uh, could have used uh, some Ant Man and Wasp in it. <laughs> so yeah. Well, it'll. I'm, I'm interested to see what he thinks about the Flash, um, especially since he's a little closer to those properties, having directed the TV show. And I mean, he's going to love it because Michael Douglas is in, it and that's all it takes to get Kevin Smith. But now he's not a stoner, so we'll see. Yes, he has given up the marijuana. He's seven, seven, eight weeks in now. Two months since he smoked. So who knows? Maybe he's going to be a little less of a crier. I mean, he is sniffing lavender instead. So oh well, that's good. Yeah, that's something. Um, all right, to round out the show, we're going to, we're going to drop the Mandalorian shit chat here. Uh, I don't really have anything else on Star Wars, but this was a, this was a pretty, it's a pretty big episode. It's long. It was a very long episode. A uh, lot of complaints online about the episode. So I mean, the, if, the Mando part was really as long as a normal Mandalorian episode. Correct. <laughs> if you have not seen uh, the last episode of Mandalorian, uh, dip out now at, uh, what where are we at? Fifty four minutes, twenty seconds. Um, for you on the podcast, pause it, go watch it, unpause it, come back. It's that easy. Good call. Simple. Um, what did you think of the episode? Or like as a whole? Or do you want to? I thought it was good. I, I did have to break it up because uh, it wasn't a sit down and watch the whole thing at once. Because I try and cram stuff in on Wednesday mornings before uh before I get going for the day, and this one was a little tough to do that. Um, I thought it was. Good. Uh, I don't know where they're setting up um, the one girl from Ant-Man Quantumania uh, to do. Was that her? Yeah, she was in Quantumania. Which one was she? She was the warrior princess. Oh, shit. Check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought she looked familiar. Okay. Um, You know, uh, but I, I thought it was interesting to see the conflict, and it just proves, um, and I can't remember his name because I'm awful at getting prepped for this stuff uh was that riz? that's not riz um i don't remember his name he's in uh he was in american gods who with the doctor, the doctor dr pershing yeah 
Uh, what's yeah, his name? Uh, Oma Omid. His first name is Omid. Okay. Oh, uh, A B T A H I. Omid Abtahi. You go with that. Um, you wrong for a change. So watching him was, and the the way he portrayed the struggle and like I think what I was doing before was wasn't bad, and I'm doing it for science and not to like be evil. Mm-hmm. Was a really interesting conflict in the character to see, and I thought it was it was some of the better writing they've done um, on this show. And actual given like we got a whole character development and character arc for him in one episode than I feel like we've gotten from a lot of characters on the show in like two and a half seasons. Great. Um, so I thought it was great. Um, I, I get that we're we're now going to start progressing towards setting up the first order. Um, but then I also don't know how deep they're going to get into like bri- really bridging the gap to this, the sequels. All right, and did this is why the New Republic failed, and this is what happened here. Like, I don't know how deep in down that hole we need to go. It, 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 as Dylan, Dylan just pointed out in the chat, and he's right, this was the lowest rated Mandalorian episode. They weren't happy with the ratings that came back for it. No, because people want this, they, 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 they watch the Mandalorian for popcorn western. Right. Like, that's what you expect when you tune in. That's what we all expected with Boba Fett, and then it wasn't that, and everybody hated it. So you watch the first 10, 10 minutes or so of, of Mandalorian, skip through all the other stuff and watch the last 10 minutes of the Mandalorian, and it's a Mandalorian episode. Yeah, was it even the first 10 minutes? I thought it was just the last, Not the even. last 10. Yeah, no, it was, it was a little bit in the beginning. It was was little, it? I didn't think it was yeah. any in the beginning. No, it was a very little bit in the beginning. Um, but yeah, like like um, I, I thought it was a great storyline, but it's I, I think it's it's weird placement. As, yeah. as you said earlier, with a reset song, yeah, right. It's a weird yeah. spot to do a reset. Like I would, but it's only what an eight episode season, right? Eight or nine, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can't do more than like a two or three episode story arc without getting a reset and to do another two or three episode story arc. But, um, you know, and then we wrap it up with with Bo, and I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where she goes with things and and her take as to being a part of that clan, or you know, as they look at for the cult. That's right, Pete. They watch it for fucking Baby Yoda. Not Baby Yoda, it's Grogu. Um, I enjoyed it as a whole. I even enjoyed the Andor part of it, which is what everybody's calling it. Is is a season? Is oh yeah, Andor right in the middle of the Mandalorian. I I enjoy that. I, I'm a little bit weirder with that. I definitely got that they're showing you how the New Republic failed and what they try to do. They're decommissioning all everything. Um, I get that was, you know, is she still working for Moff Gideon? Is Moff Gideon the big bad guy in the behind all this? Who's the guy that attacked her castle? Obviously, there's a big bad lurking. Right. Because all those tie interceptors couldn't have just come from nowhere. As we know in uh, the original Star Wars, uh, that little ship can't fly this far out in the space, as Han pointed out. We should be getting, uh, you know, look. Uh, there's there's a couple different rumors out there on who the big bad is, and one of them is Thrawn. I can't see that being Thrawn because, or could it? Well, look, there's already got to be some Palpatine clones kicking around. Well, that, so. Right? Like, to, yeah. to do the timeline right, like what they're trying to do here. So, for Ray's 
spoilers for the uh, the Star Wars sequels, by the way. Mm-hmm. So for Ray's dad to have been a Palpatine clone, mm-hmm. and Ray, this that takes place what twenty five years after this. Is that yeah, that's perfect timing? Because was that thirty years after the? Uh, I'm sure we've asked this before. How long after that is uh five years, five to eight years? I think. No, 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 not the Mandalorian. There's How long after is Phantom Menace? From what? Phantom Menace from what? Wait, from wait. Return of the Jedi. F- not Phantom Menace. You mean uh, Force Awakens? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> hold on. Uh, hold on. It's right here. It is. I is set four years. Three decades. Yeah. So four. A B Y. So if we're and we're apparently eight years in now, right? Because Grogu's apparently fifty three now. He's aged three years during the show, according to Favreau. Yes. So we have twenty two years left uh, before Ray's in A New Hope or in God Jesus. Yep. In Force Awakens. Uh, same thing. <laughs> right. So so we got like four more years till Palpatine's clone is fully aged up and hanging out and having kids. About that. Sounds so about that, that. That's quick. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I, and I, I don't know if they're going to try and cram that in or they're just going to completely blow the sequel out of the water. Stop. So we'll see how that works with, uh, with this, but I mean that, that's, you know, we, we got to get to that stuff soon. So I think it might be Palpatine. It's maybe, um, I, a couple notes from, from the episode, um, the character that uh, John Favreau played uh, was at Paz Vizsla, right? Yes, has been recast, and that is not John Favreau's voice. That's an actual actor now. So it wasn't it, the the actor wasn't recast. The, just the voice, the, voice. the same actor that played him the last two seasons. I believe so. Yes, they just let him talk now. They let him talk because they're going in a different direction with him. So, well, um, which means we may see him without a mask on. That um, there's also a rumor. Um, is it f- not Fennec Rao? Is it Fennec Rao? Fennec Shand? Fennec Shand. No, no, not not Ming. No. But it it was uh uh the the guy Mandalorian that they messed with in Rebels a little bit. Um. Oh, I don't know. He's dead though. Yeah, there's rumors that he's gonna pop up. That was who Favreau. That was that was the other Vizsla. Yes. Yes. That was who Fav- Favreau voiced in the show. Yes. Um. And now episode four that's coming up. Uh, here's the spoiler for episode four. Carl Weathers directed this episode, and it's called The Foundling. It's the name of this episode coming up. So this could possibly be a lot more Grogu backstory. No, I think it's I think it's Mando flashbacks from the trailer I saw. Is it Mando flashbacks? Or yeah, Grogu? it's going to be Ginger in and how he came up and, and giving you the backstory of the clan. I'm okay with that, too. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they take Bo-Katan from here. Double reset. That's what that is. Reset. I'm interested to see where they take <laughs> Bo Katan from here because she's not, she now has a little bit more trust to Din, but she's not going to tell Din that she saw the, the mythosaur. She isn't telling anybody that yet. And I don't know. I'm interested to see where they're going to take it. They're connecting all of their shows at some point. There's going to be one big major crossover event that they were talking about. Yay. All of their shows, because that's what you have to do when you have these big universes. But it's not working for any of these big universes that keep trying to do it, other than the Avengers, because they played the whole thing right. Right. Um, but since then, they've shit the bed on everything they've done to try and connect stuff. So, like, Unfortunately, yes. 
I just I and I think that's why I really enjoy these movies when I go and there's no connected connection to anything and I can just go and enjoy it and like in and out. Yeah, like, uh, like uh, the the Santa Claus one with your with your boy with Harbor. The Santa Claus. Yeah, Dudley Knight. Whatever it was called. No, David Harbor. Oh, oh, oh! Violent Night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Deadly Night uh, was a totally different movie. Yeah, you were thinking of something different. Um, that's it though. That's all I got. That's all I got. Unless so, you got anything that I'm missing. No, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Make sure you drop us a rating online. Uh, you can check me out this week. I'm at the W Tavern in Willow Grove Thursday, and I'm at uh. Chambers 19 in Doylestown on Friday. So check that out. Check out anywhere else that I'm at, popping up out of jackkidmusic.com. And uh, Frank, you got anything coming up? WrestleMania in two weeks. All right. <laughs> Thanks for finding the Geek Spot with us, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye bye.